Good afternoon. Um, you are welcome. Um, greetings to you and your loved ones. Um, this is a beautiful moment that we are here so we can learn the word of God together. Praise be to God. So once more, you are welcome wherever you are watching from, wherever you are listening from. I want you to know that I do appreciate you and may the Lord bless you. Hallelujah. Before I get into the message for the day, before I begin to teach and to preach, read the scriptures, I want us to pray. And today is day number 85 in the year 2023. Um, that is to say 85 days. Um, in fact, 84 have passed. Today is the 85th day. And you've got only 280 days left for 2023. Now, 85 days is a lot. And I want us to pray to God because in each of those um, 85 or 84 days that have already passed, you've got 24 hours. So if you can multiply that by the number of days, it will tell you how many hours we have already spent. And it's important that we acknowledge God as the reason why we are alive and we are well. It is not to say that there are no challenges that we have already faced in these days. It is not to say that the days have been easy and perfect. But it is rather just to appreciate the Father to say thank you that irrespective of what has happened, I am still alive. Let's pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we come before you this moment, O oh God. We honor you and we appreciate you for we recognize that you are God who is in control always. Father, even if we may not see it with our naked eyes, you on the throne are in charge, my God. For there is nothing that happens under the sun that you are unaware of. There is no rock that we can hide under where you cannot find us, my God. There is no cave that we can go into where you cannot dig us out, my Lord. There is no mountain that is a high that we can try climb on top of where you cannot still bring us down, my Lord. There is no ocean that we can go in that is deep enough for you not to be able to bring us out. Father, we thank you, Lord, because of your love. We honor you, God, because of your kindness and your goodness. We thank you for our loved ones. We thank you for our friends. We thank you for our neighbors. We honor you for our colleagues. We honor you for everyone, Lord, that is a part of a society where we are physically dwelling, my God. Thank you that each of the days that has passed, Lord, from the beginning of the year, January until today, you have been on our side. And this early on, my God, any tear that we have shed because of difficult times, any tear that we have shed because of difficulties. We still thank you, my God. For it is not only when things are going smooth or our way that we remember you, my God. But even when things are rough, things are tough, we still turn to you and we say thank you. It is not only when we are winning that we say thank you. But even when we have lost, we still say thank you. It is not only when we have peace that we say thank you, but even when there is turbulence in our life, we still say thank you. 
It is not only when we are healthy that we say thank you, but even when there is a pain, sickness, or any issue in us, we still say thank you. This morning, we just want you to know, my God, that we appreciate you. This afternoon, we want you to know that we appreciate you. This moment, we want you to know that, God, we honor you, my Father. May you take all the honor. May you take all the glory. May you take all the praise. Take all the adoration. Take all the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. It is important to know that God is not only to be thanked when things are going our way. It is important to know that God is not to be appreciated only when we have victory. It is important to know that God is not only to be appreciated when we are celebrating, but even when things go south, even when things go wrong, even when things are not as we anticipate or expect them to be, we still appreciate God for he remains God. Hallelujah. I have not read a scripture that says Jesus complained that he was born in a manger. I have not read a scripture that says Jesus complained that he was denied by his own people, betrayed by his own disciples. But I trust because he is you, he understood that that's how life operates sometimes. Luke chapter 22. Please open your Bible with me from the book of Luke chapter 22. We will read from verses 47 to 51. Luke chapter 22. Verses 47 51. Verse 47, the Bible reads, And while he was still speaking, behold, a multitude, and he who was called Judas, one of the twelve, went before them and drew near to Jesus to kiss him. But Jesus said to him, Judas, are you betraying the Son of Man with a kiss? When those around him saw what was going to happen, they said to him, Lord, shall we strike with the sword? Verse 50. And one of them struck the servant of the high priest and cut off his right ear. Verse 51. And Jesus answered and said, Permit even this. And he touched his ear and healed him. Let me pray for the scripture. Father, I thank you for the reading of the scripture. I praise and I honor you for in this word we find comfort, direction, and guidance. And as we have read, Lord, I pray, give the grace, my Father, that I may articulate the word, Lord, with wisdom, with understanding, and with knowledge. Holy Spirit, help me, for you are my helper, to preach this gospel without holding back. Holy Spirit, may you also help every listener 
that as they are hearing my voice, let them detect every revelation in your word. And may they keep the revelation. May they apply the revelation in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Father, take the honor because of this word. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hallelujah. We have read the book of Luke chapter 22, verse 47 to 51. And this scripture that we have read brings me to the title of the message, which is Managing Emotions of Anger. Managing Emotions of Anger. Now, we all get angry at one point or another in our lives. It is what we do during and after that defines us. What I am saying is each one of us, irrespective of your position or place in society, irrespective of your race, your nationality, or your background, irrespective of what you know and what you have, irrespective of the amount of knowledge or wisdom that you have of whatever subject, irrespective of what title you are known by, at one point or another, you do get angry. I do get angry. It could be because of what someone said. It could be because of what someone has done. It could be because of what you have heard. It could be because of what you have seen. But because we all have emotions, you find that at some point there is a trigger in you that causes you to get angry. So today we want to speak about how do we manage these emotions of anger. And in the book of Luke, the Bible is telling us, that Jesus Christ was in a certain place in a mountain with his disciples. And while he was interacting with his disciples and others who were around, the Bible says suddenly there appeared a multitude. As Jesus was busy teaching, as he was busy instructing, as he was busy interacting with the disciples and others, the Bible says suddenly there appeared a multitude, a group of people. And among the group of people, one of them was Judas Iscariot, who was one of his 12 disciples. And the Bible says when they approached Jesus, Judas went ahead of the group and he, he wanted to kiss Jesus. And immediately Jesus responded to him and said, Judas, are you trying to betray the Son of Man with a kiss? Because Jesus knew that this is how he was going to be betrayed. He knew that this was the arrangement that Judas had with the soldiers or with the people that when he approaches the disciples and Jesus, he would go to Jesus and kiss him. Now, when you go back in scripture, during the time that Judas was plotting to betray Jesus, 
The word of God lets us know that the people asked him a question to say, but you all look alike. It will be difficult for the soldiers to know which one is Jesus. And then Judas agreed with the people that the one I am going to kiss is Jesus. So Jesus already knew because he is God himself. He knows things before they happen. And this is why in our prayer at the beginning, if you were with me, we said, even if you go try hide under a rock, Christ will still find you. Even if you go into a cave, Christ will still find you. Even if you go into the deepest ocean, Christ will still find you. Even if you go into the furthest place where you think it is far from civilization, Jesus will still find you. Even if you think you can go into outer space or onto a different planet, Jesus will still find you. Because there is no hiding from him. He is everywhere. He is ever present. So he knows all things before they happen. Now, coming back to the scripture, we now learn that as he was about to be betrayed, after the kiss, the Bible says the, the disciples asked a question. And they said, do you want us to strike with this word? Do you want us to fight back? Because they could tell that something was happening. They could tell that something unusual was taking place. They could tell that the way the group came, they were soldiers, they had weapons, and even their appearance, you can tell when people are coming for a fight. When you are approached by an individual or a group who are peaceful, you can also tell. Their facial appearance, their smiles, even their body stature or their positions, hallelujah, you, you can tell that they have come for peace. Likewise, when people also approach for a fight, you can also tell that this individual is not here for peace, but he or she is here to pick a fight. So the disciples detected that this visit, this approach, this confrontation that we are having is not a peaceful confrontation. So they asked a question to Jesus and they said, Jesus, should we pull our swords and fight back? And immediately as that question was asked, the Bible says one of the people that was with Jesus, actually when you read in a different uh, uh, scripture, you find that we are told it is Peter. The Bible says he drew the sword and he cut the ear of one of the soldiers. But the interesting part is immediately after he cut the ear, Jesus gave an instruction and said, put back the sword. He said, the trouble is if you are going to fight with the sword, you are going to die by the sword. If you are going to fight by the sword, you are also going to be attacked by the sword. So this is not a fight, a physical battle, but this is a spiritual attack that I need you to be sensitive, Peter. He said to the disciples, this is a spiritual attack that I need you to be sensitive. You are not supposed to fight back. You are not supposed to fight fire with fire. And so the message came into my spirit that Jesus could have acted irrationally. He could have been irrational in his, in his reaction. He could have commanded the, 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 the angels to strike down this man or these people. I mean, he is God himself. He could have commanded the armies of God to attack. He could have done anything at this point because the power is in his hands. 
But instead of acting out of anger, the word of God tells us he rather showed love. Where he even took the piece of ear that was cut from the soldier and he put it back into place. He worked a miracle. So instead of getting angry, Jesus performed a miracle. Instead of acting angry, Jesus calmed the situation. Instead of acting out of anger, Jesus controlled the situation with calm and with love. Now, how many of us, when someone steps on our toe, I am not speaking about physically, but just by them saying something about us. How many of us are calm in such a situation? When you learn that someone was talking about you, how many of us are calm and do not act back or, or strike back? Because I can assure you that we are living in the age of social media. The moment you hear that so and so was talking about you, you go back on social media and you begin to attack back. You begin to post things about them. You begin to make comments about them. You begin to call them out in public. You start to go out to people and begin to say things about this individual because you are saying you are angry, because you are saying they have provoked you, because you are saying they have spoken about you. Hallelujah. But in Jesus, we are talking about being betrayed. We are talking about him being killed. We are talking about him being persecuted. We are talking about him being wrongfully accused. And yet the man still stood with the calm and performed a miracle and showed love. Hallelujah. In the midst of anger. So when we are talking about managing your emotions of anger, you must know you are not the first one to get angry. You are not the first one to be angry. You are not the first one to be disappointed. You are not the first one to be heartbroken. You are not the first one to be hurt. Hallelujah. Your Messiah, your Master, your Lord and the personal Savior, Christ himself, also went through what you went through. The Bible says in the book of Luke that after he had fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, immediately the devil showed up, Satan showed up. And the Bible says he took him in the highest, on the highest mountain, the highest pinnacle, and he showed him the glory of the universe. He showed him the glory of the world. And he said, if you can bow to me, all of this is going to be yours. If you can worship me, all of this is going to be yours. But Jesus had to rebuke him and say, you should know that it is written that no one shall bow to any other person except God. You shall not worship any other person except God. So you must know that you are not the first one to be tempted in this life. Jesus himself was tempted. But if you study his action, his reaction, if you study his response, you will tell that he was able to manage his anger, his emotions. Praise the Lord. The only time in scripture where you find Jesus acted out was when he found the people selling in the temple. That he prepared a whip and he began to cast people out. And not just he, he did not just do this himself. But the Bible says when you go back in the scripture, it was prophesied by Isaiah. It was written that because of the love, because of the compassion, because of the zeal of the father, he could not withstand what was happening. 
So it was already prophesied before time that he would do that. So he went out and he chased people, the money sellers or money changers or people that were selling doves and other things, trading in the temple. They were chased out by Jesus. But other than that, when you look at the rest of the scripture and all the things that he faced, he managed his anger calmly. So today I want to appeal to you that yes, in 2023, someone will say something about your family that you are not going to like. In 2023, a rumor might come out about you. In 2023, people may start gossiping about you. In 2023, people can talk about you losing weight and say maybe you are sick. In 2023, people can talk about you and say that you are gaining so much weight and they'll use the word you are fat and you might not like it. In 2023, people may speak about your job and say you have got an ordinary job where maybe you're not even earning enough money. In 2023, people can talk about your wife and say your wife is not beautiful. In 2023, people might talk about your husband and they say your husband is maybe a womanizer. They might say maybe your husband is an abuser. They may say maybe your husband doesn't sleep home. They may start to post and say so many things about your husband. But the question is, how are you going to react? Because those statements, yes, will make you angry. But how are you going to act as a daughter of God? How are you going to act as a son of God, as a child of God? People are going to accuse your ministry. They will say things about your church. They will say things about the servant of God. They will say things about your neighbors. They will say things about your nation or your people. They will say things about your political leaders. But how are you going to manage your anger in 2023? Hallelujah. When people cook a story that is not true, when people begin a rumor that is not true, how are you going to respond in 2023? Because here we are told Jesus was come. Praise the Lord. Now I want you to look at um, Matthew chapter 5, verse 43 to 48. Managing emotions of anger. Matthew chapter 5 verse 43 to 48. Hallelujah. Jesus, you are good. And Holy Spirit, you are awesome. Jehovah, there is no one like you. You are worthy to be worshipped and worthy to be exalted. Your name is above all other names. Jesus, you are a healer, my God. Verse 43. You have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, my God. Do good to those who hate you, Jehovah. And pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. Mm -hmm. That you may be sons of your father in heaven. For he makes his son rise on the evil and on the good. Oh, and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. For if you love those who love you, 
and the reward, what reward have you? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? Verse 47. And if you greet your brethren only, oh, this one, what do you do more than others? Do not even tax collectors do so? Last verse 48. Therefore, you shall be perfect just as your father in heaven is perfect. Now listen, this scripture, my God, is carrying some stuff that we need to reflect on. It is carrying some stuff that we have found ourselves doing. How many times do you give someone a cold shoulder or ignore someone because they said something about you and therefore you are no longer speaking to them? Not even a hello. You say you are so angry, you never speak to them again. How many times do you curse someone because of what they did to you? You are cursing that, no, they should never have luck in their life. They should never succeed in their life. You are cursing that maybe something bad should happen to them. How many times have you found yourself doing that? And yet here, Jesus is saying, you must love your enemies. How many times have we found ourselves saying, she is my enemy, I cannot love her. He is my enemy, I cannot love him. They are my enemies, I cannot love them. And here, Jesus is saying, you must love your enemy. He's saying you must bless those ones who curse you. Hallelujah. When you hear that someone has been cursing you, when you hear that someone has been speaking bad about you, Jesus, not Tadala, not Pastor Tadala, uh -uh, but Jesus is saying you must pray for them. Not hate them, not curse them, no. But he's saying you must go back and say, Father, I pray for him. I pray for her. May you remember him. May you remember her. May you bless her. You see, this is the attitude of a child of God. It is the heart of a child of God. If you cannot learn to forgive, if we cannot learn to forgive, then how are we going to go before God and ask for forgiveness? The Bible, the Bible says Jesus was telling the people. He said, you must learn to forgive others. Because if you cannot forgive others, then how are you going to ask your heavenly father to also forgive you? Because if you do that, then you're a hypocrite. You must first learn to forgive other people and then God can also forgive you. But today we are carrying so much anger. We are carrying so much pain. We are carrying so much frustration. We are carrying so many, we are harboring, hallelujah, we are carrying many grudges in us. And yet we are saying we can go before God and ask for forgiveness. We are saying we can go before God and we pray. And we are expecting God to hear us. Which God are we talking about? Which God are we serving? Hallelujah. You must understand, let me repeat myself. This is not me talking. This is the scripture. We are reading together Matthew chapter 5, verses 43 to 48. You are seeing for yourself that Jesus is saying you must pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. They were plotting for you to get fired and yet you are praying for them. He tried to steal your woman, your wife or your girlfriend and yet you are praying for them. She tried to steal your husband or your boyfriend, and yet you are praying for, for, for her. 
<laughs> they try to destroy your marriage, to destroy your family, and yet you are in your secret place, and in your prayer, you are remembering them, and you are saying, God, remember her, bless her. You are saying, God, change her. You are saying, God, bless him. You are saying, God, uh, restore her. Hallelujah. You are not keeping grudges, but you are acting as a child of God, because a child of God is all about love. This is what the scripture is saying. The word of God is saying the same God, hallelujah, is able to cause rain to fall on the people that are righteous. And at the same time, the same God is also able to cause the same rain to also fall on the people that are not righteous. So he's not choosing, he's not being selective. Because we are all his children, he created us all. So it is our responsibility to, to love people. Yes, you may not love them by calling them and saying, I love you. But when you are on your own, pray for them. Ask God to change them. Ask God to help them. Don't go around and gossip about them. No. Rather keep quiet and don't say anything. You see, social media, let me repeat, has become a problem for many of us because we are using social media to show hate. We are using social media to demonstrate anger. We are using social media to demonstrate shame or pain. We are using social media to demonstrate the frustrations that we are having in life. And yet Jesus is saying, you and I must demonstrate love. We are talking about managing emotions of anger. Now, I cannot sit here and claim it is easy. No, it is not easy. I remember before we left uh, South Africa, uh, maybe what, a little over three years ago or so, um, that before we left, my wife and I were cheated um, by some people. You know, that said they were going to buy some stuff from us as we were selling things to leave. And instead, they tricked us. So basically, they robbed us. And I remember I was so angry. I was not happy. I was not pleased at all. And I remember going before God and praying that, Father, may you, Lord God, you know, I, I, I spoke some words out of anger. I was not pleased at all. Then it dawned on me, you know, it clicked to say, Tadala, you cannot behave like that. And I remember, I'm being honest with you, I went back in the presence of God and said, Father, forgive me for saying those words. And I said, God, help them, help those people. Change them that they may never do that again. So that's the attitude that you are supposed to have. It, it is not easy, I know. When you hear that someone has spoken about you, I know. I know how it feels. I know I have been there. But we need the help of the Holy Spirit. So I agree that God must help us. I agree 100% that it cannot be straightforward. And it is not going to be automatic. It is not going to happen overnight. I know it is a process. But it starts with you wanting to change. It starts with you willing to change. It starts with you realizing that this anger is making me to do things I do not want to do. This anger is causing me to be different from Jesus. So you must first desire. And when you desire, the Holy Spirit, your helper, my helper, will then step in and hold our hand to walk with us. 
And the last one, Romans 12, 14, you just write it down. I'll read with you. You can read it later. Romans 12, verse 14. The Bible says, bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. So it's not only Jesus. Even the disciples learned this trick because this is Paul in the book of Romans. And he is saying, bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. And in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 26, the last verse, he says, be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, on your anger. So again, this is Paul, a letter he wrote to the church in Ephesians. He said, be angry. You are allowed to be angry. You are going to get angry. But what he is saying is, in your anger, do not sin. Do not allow the sun to go down while you are still angry. Yes, you can say, I'm angry at my husband, I'm angry at my wife, I am angry at my partner. They did this to me. But the word of God is saying two things you must be careful of. Number one, do not sin because you're angry. And number two, it is saying, don't let the whole day go. The sun go down without you reconciling. You must find time within the same day where you can console each other or speak about this issue. Sort it out. Don't let the sun go down while you are still angry. That's not me. It is the word of God. Let me pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I thank you and I appreciate you, Lord, for the time. My God, it is amazing how each Sunday there is always a word that you are communicating through me to your people. It is fascinating, Lord. That in this day and age, where such messages may not be God the best, you are still communicating, my Father. And I understand this is because we are a work in progress. We are not yet the final product. We are not yet the finished product. We have not yet arrived. We have not yet finished. But as we are still in the process, as we are still in the journey, may you continue working on us in the name of Jesus. Help us, my God. Help us, my God, how we are responding, how we are managing our anger, how we are managing our frustrations, how we are managing our challenges, that we may not sin or we may not hate others, but we must demonstrate love. My God, I say thank you. May you help us as we continue to meditate on this word. Help us that we may slowly begin to change. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hallelujah. That's the word that was given to me. And um, I am encouraging you that this is only the beginning. And like I said, this is not only me speaking, preaching to you, but even preaching to myself. That I too, I am a work in progress. I too, I keep going before God and say, Lord, I don't want to repeat this again. So we are in this together. That let's continue seeking God and asking him for help. And believe me, 2023, throughout the different layers, we are going to discover more and more secrets about how to be like Jesus. Hallelujah. With that, I've come to the end. Enjoy the rest of the day. Um, have a beautiful week that starts tomorrow. And go out there. Demonstrate that you are indeed a child of God. Let people know you as a loving person. Let people know you as a caring person. Let people know you as someone that is calm and is able to manage their anger and frustrations. Enjoy and God lift you. Shalom.